give me a hot take. What's a hot take? What's your most controversial opinion? Um, Harry Styles doesn't make good music. He just dresses good. Dresses well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hey, in a world where language it was, matters, it was controversial. That even the way I said it was controversial. <laughs> oh, okay. You know what? Respect. I yeah. respect that hot take. Yeah. So there's this TikTok page that will walk up to people and they'll basically be like, give me a hot take, give me a hot take, give me yeah. a hot take. And some of them like are very hot takes. And then some of them are like, I like to put the ketchup on my French fries and let it just like sit there. Ew. And I don't like dipping my, and like some people will get very political. And then some people will be like, I like to let the ketchup sit on my French fries. And you know, which ones make me the most mad. Hmm. It's the people that let the ketchup sit on the freaking french fries that is disgusting that's gross you're well, telling me that if you're at a baseball game and you get a hamburger and french fries you're gonna go sit in the 200 degree sun watching the game and let the sun cook your ketchup as it moistens your french fries as the ketchup sweats first of all don't say the word moistens when you're talking about baking ketchup second of all Here's my second hot take is that all <laughs> condiments except ranch should be outlawed. Wow. Um, well, no, now because that, like hold when, on, hold on. That's a hot no, take. Every, every condiment, mustard, ketchup, whatever the green one is, Syrup? relish. Syrup's not a condiment. Yes, it is. No, it's not. What's the, what's the functional difference between it's syrup? a dressing. It's a dressing. It's not a condiment. So is ranch. No, 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 no. It can be both. I don't so dip can, French. I don't dip French fries in syrup, but I dip them in ranch. Syrup is something. A ranch you is the dip thing. French toast sticks. You're wrong. In syrup. You're wrong, bro. Yes, but that's 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 not that is a totally separate, different thing. Ranch this is, is uh, sir, no no one has ever said that syrup is a condiment. But it is. No one and the, and the just, right just mind because, has ever said that syrup is a condiment. Just because people don't say it doesn't mean it's not true. No, because if it was true, somebody would have said, hey, what would you like? Would you like a side of ketchup, ranch, or syrup? No one has ever said that before. Is syrup a condiment? The second most condiment, the second most common condiment is is syrup. Condiments on encyclopedia.com. They're wrong. (laughs) Wow. So the reason I ask you this question is because, you know, there's no better way to kick off season two. There's no better way to launch into this next phase, this next chapter of our podcast than with some controversy. Right. <laughs> so I figure I figure we just do it. You know, we See just did bite the bullet. <laughs> we just bite the bullet. We just. Now, people who think syrup, now we've split our audience down the middle. I see what you we did. We have there. the syrup condiment lovers and we have the syrup non condiment lovers. It's, it's just like, it's not something that I, it's, it's not that I can't get behind it. I've just never really, that's never crossed my mind. That's, that's fine. That syrup the Lord would be a condiment. Humbles the proud. That's not. And so just no, watch your back. Watch your no, back. That's not how that works. That's, that's prophecy. That's All not right. how that works. <laughs> <laughs> well, my name is Victor Cancito, and I am a student pastor at a local church in North Carolina. And my name is Reagan Jones, and I'm also a student pastor at a local church in North Carolina. And welcome to season two of Sanctified-ish Conversations with Pastors Who Just Haven't Figured It Out. Um, Crazy. And now that Vic and I have strife between us, 
Um, we are going to start episode off... one is the last episode yeah, we're, so... we're ever going to record. <laughs> I feel like we've said that on multiple episodes. I feel like that's yeah. a tension with us. Um, but as Vic said, we're going to start off with a little bit of a, I wouldn't say controversial, but I would say this is one of the first times that I think we will have Christians on both sides of an argument on this. Um, and it's simply, can Christians listen to Kanye? And it yeah. sounds kind of trivial. It sounds kind of like a joke. But I think when it comes to engaging culture, engaging music, engaging television, like, can we watch shows with cuss words? Can we listen to yeah. music with cuss words? Could we listen to um, Jesus is King, but not My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy? Yeah. Um, like, what, what, what do we do with these different mediums? And is it okay for Christians to listen to these things and engage with these different things? And honestly, I think we are going to have Christians on opposite ends of this. And here's 100%. our point with that today. That's okay. Yeah. That is 100% okay. And you, you can use discernment and figure out where you land on it. We have places and we have stances where we're going to land on it. Um, but we're going to open up a dialogue about it today and kind of see where we fall and we'll go from there. Yeah, I think I think this conversation is one that often happens in a vacuum in that Christians who fall on one side or the other in this tend to only converse and relate to other people who agree with them and so oftentimes yeah. we lose uh, the ability to have nuance in these conversations because of that and so yeah reagan and i will have opinions i would assume that our opinions are relatively similar so this conversation might not be the most beneficial in the sense of like we're not going to be balancing each other out on opposite sides but I think this is an important dialogue for us to have because the answer to this question, can Christians listen to Kanye, is an answer that will impact the way that we interact with culture in all different spheres of life. Because ultimately, yeah, can Christians listen to Kanye? Sure, that's a question. But the answer to that question will impact if Christians can listen to any other rapper in the sphere it will answer the question can i watch this tv show and not that tv show it will answer yeah. the question it, it, it will help frame those questions in a more in a more hopefully helpful yeah. way well, um, and, I, and i think even like as student pastors this is the question that i think i've gotten the most often surprisingly when it comes to like parenting and how do i parent my kid and like what do i let my kid watch what do i let what, what do i not let my kid watch and like my answer to parents is like, you have Christian liberty. Um, yeah. Like, make sure you know, like what you're taking in with your eyes and what you're taking in with your ears. Like the thing that you that is going into your mind the most needs to be scripture. But you have Christian liberty to parent your yeah. kid the way that you want. Um, and I think what Vic said is really important there is that there oftentimes is a dialogue between Christians um, that the way we speak and the rhetoric that we use, that we say, okay, well, if we see a Christian that listens to Kanye, well, you automatically don't love Jesus. Yeah. Um, and if we see a Christian that says like, nope, I'm actually not going to listen to rap music. Um, I'm not going to watch certain TV shows. Uh, we automatically think they're like a veggie tales, legalistic Christian. Yep. Um, and I think neither one of those, I think those are presumptions that don't oftentimes resemble the heart of Christ. Yeah. Um, and so how do we have conversations as Christians, but more importantly, how do we engage a culture where lostness is? Because um, some of the gospel conversations I've been able to have with people have actually happened over Kanye, which 100%. is kind of crazy. 
it's like I uh, even today, like I, I met a guy at the gym. Um, we talked about Kanye and we talked about shoes and we talked about yeah. Jesus. And like the intro to that conversation was our mutual love for Kanye. Um, and so like there are benefits to it and there's ways that you can go about it. Um, but I think we're really excited to open up this one and just kind of see where it goes tonight. Yeah, I think I think the best way to start this off is is this should not be a divisive issue. This should not be something that causes people to be bitter towards one another. This should not be something that causes people to be angry towards one another. We talk about first, second, and third tier like issues in the church. This is like tier 55. Okay, this is like, <laughs> this is not the thing that when you get to heaven's gates, Jesus will look at you and, and, during your judgment and say, hey, did you listen to Kanye? Sorry, well, here's, here's the thing. Me. Here's the thing. <laughs> this is why I think it was so important that we wanted to have this conversation. This will probably spill into a couple other episodes, but I think we have a habit in the church of making tier 55 issues, tier one issues. Yes. That we have a habit of taking things that should not break fellowship, that should not cause us to like not talk to other Christians. And we say like, well, because you do this, because you watch this, because you listen to this, now we have issues. When like the only reason to split is of gospel level issues. Yes. Um, and this isn't really one of them. I think this is like um, scripture is clear um, that like what you meditate on um, out of the heart speaks the mouth. Um, yep. And no, I've, I've been convicted over the years. Like our friends have talked about, like we love Kanye. We love Kanye lyrics. We can quote a lot of the songs. Um, can you quote as much scripture as you can Kanye? Can yeah. you quote as much scripture as you can Taylor Swift? Um, and yeah. I think that's one of the things where it's like, even where I kind of want to start with this. Um, I think anytime when we're talking about issues of Christian liberty, um, there's always discernment and there's always in moderation. Um, and so I think even with this, I think it's a similar lane um, yeah. where it's like, yeah, I think there is Christian liberty um, to listen to things like Kanye, to, to watch different shows. Like if you watch a Marvel movie, what happens if there's a cuss word in a Marvel movie? Um, yeah. Like, I, I think I think things like that, it broadens our perspective on this. Um, so I think it's, it's, it's discernment and moderation. And the chief thing that scripture says is that uh, Deuteronomy 6 is that you should love the Lord your God with all your heart, might, soul, and strength. And you are to bind that tablet on the front of your mind, which, which means it is to be on the forefront of your mind at all times. So really what the question is, like, it's kind of a controversial question to, to call this episode. like, can Christians listen to Kanye? That really isn't the point. Yeah. It's like, what is the thing that is dominating your thoughts? What is the thing that is dominating your eyes? What is the thing that you are partaking in the most? Because what you partake in the most, you will become. Yeah. Um, so is it Kanye? Is it Taylor Swift? Is it Marvel? Or is it something else? Is it Jesus? Is that the thing that you are consuming the most? And I think that's kind of where the conversation needs to go back to. Yeah, I think I think there's a particular opinion that and this is from what I would from what I see in Christian culture. This is probably the most common opinion. However, I am totally free and open to be wrong about this. It's that Christians have a negative connotation towards hip hop and rap. For whatever reason, whether it be the themes or the things that are talked about or the language that is used. But for whatever reason, that standard that is placed on hip hop and rap is not placed on every other form of entertainment and communication that a Christian right. takes in. Right. And so a perfect example of this would be 
man if if we don't like sexually explicit or sexually suggestive themes in hip-hop music then man, maybe we shouldn't watch that tv show that has the sexually explicit themes or sexually suggestive content maybe we shouldn't play that video game maybe we shouldn't watch that movie yeah. but for whatever reason the the criteria for why a Christian dislikes rap music is not placed on every other form of entertainment. And I think that's where the, that's where you really have to look at your life and look at your opinions and say, man, am I being consistent here? Because if I hold this position, then this position needs to be consistent throughout every form of entertainment that I consume. And if it is consistent, awesome. But if it's not, then I think that's a cause to to kind of enter into this conversation because. Because it's just it, it, I don't want to call that person a hypocrite, because, again, this is a tier 55 issue, but it seems quite hypocritical in that viewpoint. Yeah, well, I, th- I think you even just touched on it there, like um, like rap music as a genre isn't inherently good or bad, um, but we blanket the entire genre as you know as as negative as demonic as i can't listen to that um even sometimes with christian rap i think we have some of like a distaste towards christian rap um like i remember the first time we had uh, christian rap on a sunday morning and it was as if like the satanic drums were out and like we were holding snakes and it was we were we were ready to go um but like it's simply an art form and in those contexts, it's an art form used to express glory and worship and honor to God. Um, so I think it's, it's hard to, to, to blackball an entire genre of music. Um, and here's the thing, like, I, I think we can get bogged down into, into the rap discussion, into the music discussion. I think the biggest thing, man, is like, we've talked about it a little bit, elevating tier 55 issues yes. to tier one. Like, it's not just music. Um, it's all sorts of different tastes, political opinions, everything. If, if we disagree. The color of the carpet. Yeah. And it's like, I, I think that's kind of our heart for this episode is like to use rap and Kanye as a blanket of like, look, honestly, I don't care if you listen to Kanye. I don't care if you do listen to Kanye. Um, the only thing that I care about is what you think about Jesus. Um, yeah. And after that, like we'll have discipleship conversations that follow that. Um but I, I think the overall conversation here is how we take these tier 55 issues and make it tier one. So Vic, how do we, cause I know that like, this is something like, it may not be music for us. Um, but I know like, even from my heart, like worship preferences is yeah. one of those things that I'm like, if it ain't the song that I like, that's the fleshly desire in my heart to take it from tier 55 to tier one, where I'm like, I love come thou fount. If I hear it for the 500th time, like I'm out. Like I need, I need Jaira every once in a while. Like I need the juices flowing. Like yes, I need yes. some flags. I need something. So how do we, how do we not make these tier 55 issues and how do we not put them in top priority and how do we engage with Christians who have different opinions than us? Yeah. Very good questions. I think we elevate and, and, Feel free to correct me if I'm wrong here, because I'm very much verbally processing this. But I think we elevate tier 55 issues to tier one issues when the tier one isn't elevated high enough in our life. Yeah. So, for example, I think it's very easy for us to 
be divisive over rap since that's what we're talking about and yeah. say Christians cannot listen to rap and to get so bogged down by this particular conversation because we haven't held the true prize, the thing that we celebrate, the thing that we champion, the thing that God has given us, which is the gospel. Yeah. And we don't have that elevated high enough in our yeah. view of Christianity. And so I think, I think this can also be seen as man, maybe we're elevating tier 55 issues, but maybe we're just devaluing the yeah. importance and the, and the weight that is the gospel because as Christians, there are things about our faith that we cannot compromise on. Yeah. And the moment yeah. we compromise on them, the moment the church takes a left turn or a right turn or sways from these things, that is our sign to leave, to go, yeah. to, to find another church, to plant a church, to do something. The gospel cannot be compromised on. Yeah. But I don't think we hold it that high. And that's when these tier 55 issues can start to sneak their way in and hold yeah. far more weight than they originally should. Yeah. Well, and I think when, when that happens, how does the world view the church? Um, that I think if we're meant to be a beacon of like, Hey, we're different, we're different, we're different, we're different, we're different. Like the world high prioritizes their own desires and their own wants. Um, and like when they see the church, and we can't be unified under the one banner of the gospel of Jesus Christ. When we can't like, when we are disagreeing, when we are divided on political issues, when we're divided on social issues, when we're divided on the color of the carpet, when we're divided on, can my, can my kid listen to Harry Potter or watch Harry Potter, listen to Harry Potter, whatever Harry Potter media you want to listen to. Like you can when, read when the book, you can read the audio book, not the audio book. Like, That's where I draw the line. It's, it is, here's the thing. It's okay to be divided on those things. Like, it's okay to have different opinions on that. Like, being a Christian is not a monolith. Like, you don't look the same. You don't vote the same. You don't act the same. Like, my family didn't grow up watching Harry Potter. That has nothing to do with it being a Christian. My mom just thought it was weird. Um, and But it's like, I know a lot of friends of mine grew up. They watch Harry Potter. That's great. That's fine. I don't really care. Um, yeah. But I think we, we get bogged down in the disagreements. And when we get bogged down in disagreements, because this is the thing that I feel, this is the thing that I prioritize, we actually lose sight of the banner of the gospel. And that's the most important thing. Um, like the pastor yeah. of the church that we work at, um, I think he's done a phenomenal job over the last four or five years of just prioritizing. Like yes. the thing that like he said over and over and over and over again is like we prioritize the gospel above all. And that doesn't mean that secondary things aren't important. That doesn't mean that they don't carry weight. Um, that doesn't mean that you don't have opinions and you don't have opinions on how to parent your kid, that you don't have opinions on the things that you should watch or shouldn't watch or shouldn't listen or should listen to. Um, but it means that like the banner that I'm flying above everything else is the gospel of Jesus Christ. And that will conform the things that I listen to, the things that I watch, the things that I do, the ways that I vote, the ways that I love, like it will change that because he is changing me. But like my secondary issues are not being Jesus doesn't fit into my secondary issues. My secondary issues fit into him. Um, yeah. And I think we have that flipped oftentimes in the church. Yeah. I, I, I instantly think of John chapter 17 when you talk about unity. It's mm. this prayer that Jesus is praying. And, and later on in the chapter, he goes on to say something <laughs> along the lines of, you know, 
be glorified as you are in me and I in you. But then he goes on to say in verse 23, so that they may be brought to complete unity. Mm. And the word unity and the word uniformity are different. They have different meanings. Come on. Uniformity means that we all look the same. We all act the same. We all are the same. We all agree on everything. There's never any healthy disagreement. There's never any disagreement in general. And it's just across the board the same. But unity is different. Yeah. Unity can look in the face of disagreement, strife, of political differences, and say, although we disagree, you are my brother, you are my sister in Christ. Yeah. And we worship the same God. And that is a unique thing. Yeah. You want to talk about how to be set apart in 2022? <laughs> be unified in disagreements. Yes. <laughs> I one of my one of my pastors um at our campus, he said something along the lines of like our unity isn't really tested until we're faced with something that tests it. Yeah. So it's really easy to be unified when things are going great. Yeah. But when you have that political thing, that's the hot topic. When you have the the movements of trying to be a more inclusive church, when you when you have these things that that test the waters a little bit. Yeah. Then that unity's tested. Yeah. And you'll find out that you probably aren't as unified as you had once thought because that unity doesn't get tested in the calm. Is it is that not what the church has gone through over the last two years that, hey, man, like we. I don't, did we love Jesus? Like we said, we did. Were we as unified as we thought we were? Like, I think we're coming out of, um, a season of that. And I think like, I love what you just said right there. And I want to repeat that because I think it's so incredibly important that unity doesn't mean conformity. Unity is not the agreeing of like, I agree with what you say. And we're on the same page. That isn't unity. Unity is whether I agree with you or I don't agree with you, you are still my brother and you are still my sister. So when we are to pursue gospel unity, it doesn't mean that we look alike, act alike, think the same things. It means that whether I agree with you or I don't, I still choose to be in fellowship with you. And when you're talking about like an ethic that will change the world, where else in the world do you find that? Like nowhere. No, where everybody is arguing, everybody's disagreeing, everybody has their own opinions. And we live in a cancel culture that says, if I disagree with you, you're done. I'm cutting you off. You're gone. And like that has, that hasn't snuck into the church. That has been in the church for years. And COVID has just, it has dominated it. And COVID has just revealed it. It's peeled back the layer. And we've seen the effects of that over the last couple of years. And so when, when people look into the church, And the primary thing that they see us arguing over is can a Christian listen to Kanye West? Yeah. Bro, like what does that say about the God that we serve? That if 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 our God is so almighty and awesome in power and he's changed us so much, but yet we can't choose to be in fellowship even when we disagree. What does that say about our God? Yeah. Um, and I think that's that's good. That's the that's the heart of this conversation that there has to be a renewal and a return to the gospel being above all. Like if you go back to Ephesians 2, Ephesians 2, like, but God, the biggest gospel passage in the entire Bible. Right after that, I think it's verse 14, there's a therefore. And 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 Paul goes into this, 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 this whole section about uh, unity in the church and the dividing walls of hostility were torn down. 
that unity that we want, that unity that he's talking about, only comes because of the gospel. Like he's saying, like all of these verses, like, hey, like this is what the gospel is. This is what he's done. And therefore, because of the unity we have in Jesus uh, vertically, therefore, there is unity horizontally. And that doesn't mean uniformity. And so what that means in the body of Christ is that we can disagree. We can disagree on secondary things. We can disagree on political things. We can disagree on different social things. And the, 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 the Jesus will change us. He'll change the way we act. He'll change the way we think. But that doesn't mean that we all think the same. Um, now maybe this is a good question for me to ask you because I, I think this will transition us here into the second half of the episode so we can disagree. That's awesome. Where there's this really popular, um, kind of like DVD set that came out a while ago called the elephant room. Did you say DVD set? Yeah, it was a DVD set, bro. It's like 2008, <laughs> okay? It's like Blu-ray hadn't even been invented. Well, with, with the way the communication stuff has ramped up, like 2008 really feels like 40 years ago. It's like, it's like man, I feel old having been alive yeah. in 2008. All right. Yeah. Um, but the big thing about the elephant room was they got a bunch of pastors together, yeah, a bunch of relatively famous pastors, many of which are not in ministry anymore. And the whole concept behind it was they're going to bring up conversations about second and third tier issues, non dividing issues. And they're going to sit down and they're going to have conversations about them. And, and the whole theme behind it was iron is going to sharpen iron. So Reagan, my, my question is how do we disagree on things, stay unified, but not use that as an excuse not to have refining and beneficial conversations surrounding certain topics? That's a fantastic question. I feel like if you answer (laughs) that question, you solve all the church's problems. Yeah, Um, we're ready. We're done. I think one, I think in order to be refined, you have to be around people who think differently than you, um, who have different preferences than you. Um, I think that's one of the most beneficial things for me over the last three to four years is that I have surrounded myself with people who don't look like me, act like me, vote like me, but they all, we all love Jesus. Um, and that has shown me different perspectives that I didn't have that has shown me different, um, upbringings that I didn't have. Like one of my friends is vehemently against Kanye West and rap. Like we were like in the car one time we were playing Jesus is King. It's a gospel song. It's literally called follow God. And he was like, turn this off and never play it again in my presence. And like coming from a genuine place of conviction where he's like, no, like the Bible says that like, I need to guard what is coming into my ears. And I do not want that. I do not want that coming in my ears. Um, And Christian disagreement and refinement happens in those strifes. It happens in those conflicts where it's like the refining process doesn't mean that I have to agree with what you do, but the refining process happens when I lay down my preferences for the sake of your preference to pursue unity. Um, and it doesn't mean that your preference beats my preference. Like, bro, I, I still listen to Kanye. Um, but what that does mean is that in the car, if you don't want to listen to Kanye, bro, we ain't listening to Kanye. We'll put on some DC talk. Um, and we'll have a great time. Yeah. And we'll have a great time and it'll be awesome. Yeah. But the refining process in that actually happens through me being forced to realize that the gospel is more important than my personal preference, even though I agree with my personal preference. Even though I think yeah. my personal preference is right, and I don't think it's wrong, 
But it's like the gospel and my fellowship with the brother in Christ is more important than that. And I think that's where that true refining process happens. Um, yeah. But I think that's a lot hard. That's a lot easier said than done. Um, because like, if we can just be 100%, like 100% honest here, can Christians listen to Kanye is like level one of 10. <laughs> yeah. And it's like when yeah. you get to level 10 issues, it's like this is who I am. This is what I'm doing. And you cannot tell me otherwise. So yeah. I think I'll throw a very difficult question back at you because you threw one at me. Do it. Um, how do we how do we have unity around like these easy ones kind of like man like can we watch marvel movies can we listen to kanye but like let's take political conversations where there's a lot more emotion a lot more depth a lot more rooted identity and honestly idolatry um how do we find unity amongst people who disagree in those areas yeah, I'll take I'll take evolution as being one that is probably in the middle between like Kanye and politics. Uh, but although <laughs> I feel like evolution does strike a particular chord with some people. I think it, yeah, but I think it does. There, I think that's fair. There there is a large section of Christianity that believes that God in his sovereignty hand ordered the evolutionary process over millions and millions and millions of years. It's called theistic evolution. And there is very well thought out science and theology behind that particular view. I just turned a lot of people's ears off, but we, but that's the first step. If, if we're not willing to sit down and acknowledge that a particular view, even if it's one that we disagree with, is automatically invalidated based on some form of tradition in the Southern Baptist convention, just indoctrinating you, telling you that evolution is not evolution is not true. Then we have an issue. Now I'll sit here and tell you that I believe in creationism and the natural kind of classic Christian view. Seven days. It's coming from, it's coming from two creationists. Like neither one of us would subscribe to that to theistic evolution but i think what vic is saying is that like there are people who genuinely want to follow jesus and hold to those views and so that's when we have to discern is this an issue where it's like a fundamental gospel issue that we need to break fellowship over or is this a conversation that say like no bro i disagree with you on this and this is why i disagree with you on this and this is the theology behind it but even if i disagree with you on this and it's a big theological issue that doesn't mean that you're not my brother. That doesn't mean that you're not my sister. Um, yeah, I think I think to to help answer the question that you gave, it requires humility on your part, because to be unified, to have unity, it requires yourself and another party. Yeah, there are going to be times when you have enter into a conversation with the intention to to unify to 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 be united together, but the other person just isn't having it. Mm -hmm. And it might be a hard conversation. The thing that you need to do in those moments is not retaliate with the same level that they came at you with. Yeah. But instead hear what they have to say, validate them and say, Hey, like, I think your opinion is really good. It seems really thought out. I respect it. I don't see this conversation going anywhere. 
Yeah. But I'm just going to bow out. I'm just going to head out. And I think to have that level of humility, not to retaliate for the sake of being right, mm -hmm. but respond with respect to their opinion, as long as it's a non-tier one issue. Yeah. I think that's the first step to being unified on these larger issues like politics. Well, I think just for clarity, can you, we've said tier one a couple of times and we haven't defined what tier one is. Can you just define what tier one means and what like a gospel issue that is like, Hey, this means we can't be in fellowship that we like, I, what I define as Christian, this means yeah. that we don't believe the same thing. These, this is if someone preached a different gospel than what has been taught clearly to us in scripture. So if yeah. someone said, Hey, Reagan, I don't think Jesus was God. Okay. Well, we're going to yeah. pause right there because I'm not going to respond to that. Well, Hey, I really respect your opinion and it's valuable <laughs> to the church. Yeah. You should preach next Sunday on this. No, right. That, that, that is, if you hear that from the pulpit in church, it's time to run. <laughs> it's, it's just time yeah. to go because yeah. that's a tier one issue. Yeah. Anything outside of a gospel altering thing is a tier two, tier three, a tier two issue that is very hotly debated in the church is yeah. complementarianism and egalitarianism. That's a hugely debated topic in the church right now. Yeah. But that doesn't change the gospel. Yeah. And a lot of people pretend like it does. And it, and it doesn't and it change doesn't. the value of that conversation either. Like, like there are people that would like die on the hill of both of those camps that are very passionate about it. And that doesn't diminish the passion. It doesn't diminish the importance. It doesn't diminish the value of those conversations. But what it just says is like the number one thing, the thing that will cause me to say, hey, bro, we don't believe the same thing is if someone comes in and says Jesus wasn't God. Yeah. Um, like that, that's the thing where it's like, if you say like, that's where like, we're not Christians. Like I can't, yeah. we don't, we're not in the same tribe. But if we're in the same tribe and we just like different things, we think different things, we interpret secondary things differently. Hey, that's okay. That's all right. There's freedom in that because we are unified underneath the same banner. Um, yeah. Vic, I kind of want to turn it with this. Like, I think these conversations are, I actually think sometimes easier with people that we don't know very well. Yeah. Um, because I think it's, it's, it's more of a debate topic. It's not a real human being. Um, Man, I, I, I think there are people on here where it's like, okay, I have different opinions than my parents. I have different opinions than my siblings. I have different opinions than my spouse. I have different opinions than my friends. And these conversations are hard. They hurt. They're not easy. Um, so, man, how do we pursue unity with people that we disagree with that we genuinely love? Like, that's not just the yeah. person that I sit next to on Sunday mornings. Like, man, like those are my parents. Like that's my sibling. That's my I friends. Yeah. It's a person I do yeah. life with. Like, how do we do the way we engage those conversations? Is it different? I mean, how, how have you been able to have some of these conversations? Yeah, I think uh, my sixth grader Bible answer is going to come out here. I do <laughs> think in this, regardless of if it's someone you're close with or not, the conversation needs to be just like, if you need to have a hard conversation with someone or you're planning on having a hard conversation with someone, you need to pray over that. Like mm -hmm. Jesus in John chapter 17 and not just in John 17, but really all throughout the gospels. And then Paul really all throughout the new Testament prays for this thing called unity. 
Yeah. If Jesus felt the need to get on his knees and pray to his father that his church be unified, then who are we to also not respond the same way? That's good, man. And so I've had to have conversations. Not had to. I've I've just engaged in conversations with my family, um, with my wife, with people that I work with. We disagree. We have yeah. different opinions. And I think the most important thing after bathing it in prayer is to come into it realizing that their opinion is valid. Yeah. It's thought out. They might have experience to back up their opinion. That's good. And you don't know everything. Yeah. <laughs> like you're a learner just like we are. Like the whole point of this podcast is that we haven't figured it out. It's literally like, in the we're title. Learning. <laughs> like when you enter into conversations with a learner's posture, yeah. you begin to listen instead of teach. You begin to hear instead of tell. And I think if you enter into conversation with a learner's posture, mm. you will be surprised by how beneficial that conversation is mutually yeah. rather than you just entering in to dominate or to teach or to prove someone wrong. Yeah. Because it is going to be a humbling day when we get to heaven and God lists out everything we were wrong about. And we realize how messed up we were how yeah. wrong we were and how beautiful God is. Yeah. So that would be my number one thing is prayer and learner's posture. And yeah. I think if you do that with people you don't know and people that you love and care about, I think those postures are important. A learner's yeah. po posture with people you care about is a lot harder because you're around them more. And so you have to right. be more intentional with your learner's posture. Right. I could enter into a conversation for five minutes with a learner's posture and leave and go like, yeah, that's right. Sure. <laughs> but like when it's a person you live with or your family yeah. or something like that, it's a lot harder to maintain that. It's not a superficial thing. Yeah. It's like a, Hey, I genuinely want to grow and learn more about who Jesus is and what he's done for me. And I think your opinion, whether I think it's right or wrong could be really insightful and help yeah. me grow to know Jesus better. And well, that's the posture here, you have to have. And here's the thing that I think when we're engaging in conversations like this with people that we love, I think it gives us, it doesn't give us the opportunity to run away. Um, which is kind of what you were touching on there that I feel like if it's with somebody that has very little low relational stakes in our life, we, the option to engage and then disengage is very easy. Um, but it's like when it's like your parents, your siblings, your friends, your spouse, your roommates, it's like, I can't yeah. run from this. Um, and I think it forces us to actually live out biblical unity in those close relationships. Um, because I, I haven't actually had these conversations and changed anyone's mind, nor really had my, my mind changed. Um, there have been times when we've just kind of like butted heads and gone away yeah. and then came back 30 minutes later where it's like, well, I still love you. Um, yeah. Like, you want to, you want to go get food? <laughs> like it's like, it yeah. hasn't, it, it hasn't changed. And I think that's kind of the overall arc of what we're trying to get at here. Um, that man, if you can do this with the people you love, that it's like, we should love the people we sit next to in the PU on Sunday morning. Like those aren't the others. Um, that's your brother and sister in Christ. And so the same way that I would treat like, a familial sibling, like I want to treat my sibling in Christ. 
uh, my yeah. family in Christ that like, I'm not going anywhere. Like I can't go anywhere. And I think we think that in churches, we can go to other places. Like I can't escape my mom, my dad, and my sister. They are tied with me yeah. for the rest of my life. Um, but I think sometimes we treat the church as, well, if I didn't like this one, if I didn't like this people, we can go to the next church down the road. And that's not to say if there's abuse, you have to stay in the same place. That's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. Yeah, but I think yeah. we treat church casually, the body casually, that it's like a minor agreement. We disagree, we engage, and then we disengage, and we do seven churches in seven years. Um, yeah. And we never actually get to experience that unity um, that Paul talks about. Yeah, that's really good. I mean, that's that's a great way to to wrap us up here. Um, so in conclusion, can Christians listen to Kanye? <laughs> it's a bad question. Do whatever you want. <laughs> any, I think Vic, any, Vic said this earlier. <laughs> uh, I think it was in a uh, what, what's a call on your life episode. Um, yeah. Follow Jesus, love him and do whatever you want. <laughs> because like, if, if, if you love, just. If you love him and he's changing you, like he will change your desires. He will change your wants. He will change your mind. He will change yes. all of these things about you. So if you follow him, do whatever you want, because when you follow him, you want to do what he wants. Um, right. Exactly. And I just, I hear the seminary student in the background going, well, the can a Christian do blank is a really bad question because Christianity isn't about a list of can do's. It's about growing closer to Jesus. Yes, I know it's, <laughs> it's called rhetoric. It's language. Point, it's We're going to have, it's the point it's, of the podcast. Okay. We get it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to see that email. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I, I do think, especially in season two, I'm super pumped because we have some really, I think some really good podcasts on the horizon, yeah. just talking about language and <clears throat> rhetoric and the importance of how we engage with those things. And what are those things? What do words mean in the church yeah. that we use way too often? Yeah. And so, we have some pretty fun stuff on the horizon. And so if you haven't subscribed to our podcast, go ahead and do it. Drop a five stars, leave us a review, but don't leave a review. If it's anything less than five stars, you'll hurt my feelings. Um, <laughs> and I don't know if I'll be able to recover. And his feelings are important. <laughs> They're important. They're Let's important. be unified here. Five stars all the way. Uh, guys, you can find us on TikTok, sanctified ish. Um, we'll be, probably a lot more active on TikToks with season two. We have a pretty good, I think, plan and flow for TikTok content and early exclusive content and all sorts of stuff. So go follow us there. You can email us. We got an awesome email this week with a podcast idea that I cannot yeah. wait to dive into. So if you guys have ideas, send them to us. If you have well, questions like, about what that, we talked about. That idea made the rotation for season two. So like if you send oh, us an in. idea, it's, it's it's in there. So like if you send us yeah. something that was like, hey, this would be awesome to talk about. Um, it's not like it's going to go in one ear and out the other. Like we're doing an episode on the idea that this girl brought in. Um, because yep. like we, you guys are a part of this conversation. You're not just listening to me and Vic talk about anime for 40 minutes. Like you guys are a part of this too. It's <laughs> Sorry, you said anime you. and I just... <laughs> I hate you. Check out the video podcast if... Uh... Yeah, if I was like, anyone who's listening to audio had no idea what just happened. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, we, we, but yeah, we, you guys are send us this. those things. Yeah, yeah, we want to engage with you um, and talk about the things that you want to talk about. And so email us sanctified ish at d at gmail dot send, send us send us your awesome. favorite Kanye album or tell us why you hate Kanye. Either one. 
Um, Bye, beautiful, you, dark, you have, twisted fantasy. You have discernment. Christian I'm a freedom. huge Kanye West fan. Massive, but only Jesus is King forward because I'm a Christian. Guys, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Make sure to leave a five-star review. We say it every episode and we mean it more and more each and every time. You are beautiful and you're one of a kind. Until next time, take care and God bless. Later. We're canceled. <laughs> Thank you.